0: Hello, and welcome to the Human Entropy Podcast, a podcast where we can discuss the chaos, the adversity, and the triumph that is being human. I'm Felicia Parker. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm passionate about sharing the resilience I see in other people that inspire me to chase what makes me feel most alive. This is a place to be a friend, a place to encourage, and a place to challenge. This is Human Entropy. Are two hilarious, cool, and fierce single ladies like myself who have a podcast of their own called The Dating Pact. Their podcast follows their thoughts and adventures or misadventures in dating, and I love it so much. I've known Hunter for the last four years or so, and I asked her if she and her cousin co host Olivia would want to do sort of a collab episode to feature one another on each of our podcasts, and they both said yes. As most of me and my friends do, we got really carried away talking about dating and sharing stories during this interview. So I made it into two episodes to give sort of an intermission, if you will. Fair warning, we tell several raw, real life experiences. And mom, I'm sorry. Hey girls, women, ladies. Hey. (laughs) Hello. Um, (laughs) So good to see you. It's good to see you too. This is something I haven't done before on my podcast. Um, I got the idea because of some other really awesome guy that found my podcast through um, one of the guests that I had on because he also interviewed her and then he was like, "Do you want to be on mine? Do like a a sort of collab interview type thing?" And I'm like, "Sure, great." I didn't even know this existed, <laughs> so but then I stole the idea and I decided that I want to do it with you guys because I. Love your podcast, as I told you before. It's just so fun. I feel like I'm listening to my friends. It's so fun.
1: Ah, that's just what we want. That's so nice.
0: Good. So I had told you guys we should do the three fun questions, but we would each come up with one. But well, I guess before we do that, do you guys want to introduce yourselves and say how you know each other and what your podcast is about too?
2: Oh, okay. Love that. Liv, you go.
1: I'm Olivia. Hunter and I have a podcast called The Dating Pact, and we know each other because we are cousins. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you say a that in your podcast? Did I know that? I, <laughs> did you not know that no i swear i was like these girls are just the their best friends i didn't know you were cousins we're so late. Late. okay Wait, so. I love that.
2: maybe we should say that more maybe we should incorporate that into our intro Liz. i know oh, maybe no. we
0: I believe that okay my mind is blown. <laughs> so wow okay really we
2: covered that we love are. it
0: i love that yes cousins are great i love my cousins Oh, right. yeah.
1: What would we do without that?
2: Really? It's very, very important. <laughs> very important. It's a whole family affair. The whole family listens to the podcast. They text us about it. It's oh, yeah. Lovely. We get
1: the most feedback from them for sure every week.
0: It's <laughs> so it. special, though. That's, very, yeah. that's awesome.
1: <laughs> it is.
2: Very <laughs> cute. But anyway, Liv, tell them why we have this podcast. Well, we're, we're related. That's important.
1: Yes, we're related. Our <laughs> podcast is ideally about the dating ventures that the two of us have and like stories of our friends and how trying new things in dating and how to get through hard things and all that. However, it's limited at the moment because we, you know, can't leave our house. So <laughs> we're not I'm very out there meeting people at the moment. <laughs> except for a few <laughs> small instances, you know, randomly. But
2: Yes. So we did we did have the bright idea to start a dating Podcast about our dating lives in a pandemic. So that's on us (laughs) trying to keep coming up with content, but yeah, it's been fun. So yeah, Liv lives in New York, but she's from California and it's quarantining there. I live in Atlanta, go to grad school, started that back up online. So that's a little bit about us. And we're two girls who don't like dating, but have a dating podcast. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) I love it. That's so fun. You didn't introduce yourself. I'm Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed.
2: I'm Hunter. Yes. I used to live in Nashville. That's how I got to know Felicia.
0: Do you guys want to share your unique or funky question first? And we all should answer.
2: Yes, I can go. Um, okay. What is the thing that your friends make fun of you for the most? I feel like this is a very telling question
0: you guys answer first. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay. I think maybe Hunter, correct me if you have something else that you think, but I would think I get made fun of the most for going to bed at like nine o'clock. That's true. Like in college, my I lived with one girl for all four years and she is a night owl and wanted to be up Doing things and watching shows and all that, and I would get in bed at nine and be asleep at like nine thirty. And she just knew not to bother me because I wasn't gonna budge.
2: And if you like were up doing something, she was like, "What's happening?" Like yeah. it was a big deal if Liv was gonna be up past nine p.m. and like interacting
1: yeah like if i had a 10 p.m meeting for my sorority or something it was an absolute just like the worst part of my week if I had like to do her that. whole
2: day her whole week yeah you <laughs> really couldn't get past it um that's true Liv though has taught me a lot about going to bed early um so i lived near olivia her senior year of college my first year out of college okay and I feel like Liv only taught me good habits. And I don't know what I taught you. I think I just was <laughs> yeah. like a like, leech around. But um, one of them was Liv was like, going to bed early is a gift you give yourself. And I was like, oh, and anytime I go to bed early, I think of that. Like last night, I got in bed at 9pm. It's partly because I'm so bored because I have nothing to do. <laughs> no <laughs> one to talk to. Well, I do have things to do, but I got in bed at 9pm and I was just like,
0: Live <laughs> like no. a gift you give yourself. I live a by that. You I think that's beautiful. I love going to bed early, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to go to sleep at that time. But just being in your bed is wonderful. Just to have
1: some chill time where yeah. no one's like talking to you. I don't want to be on my phone. I just want to yeah chill out and then fall asleep right. early.
0: Yes, because I mean during the week you can't really do that in the mornings. Like I'll do that on right. a Sunday morning, you know, but. You totally. can't really do that the weekday mornings when you have things to do with your life.
2: hmm For sure.
0: That's beautiful.
2: <laughs> <I'll go. laughs> and we make fun of you for it. <laughs> um, so my thing my friends make fun of me for, it is my closest college friends. They, we have this bit, I think it started because in college, like, people were really nice to me. And I think my friends like thought I was getting too comfortable with like people telling me how great I was like, like younger girls in my like sorority or in my like women's ministry. Like they just thought I was great. And my friends thought it was making my head big, which it was for sure.
1: (laughs) For sure.
2: So it really did. Yeah. Huge ego, but they were like, we need to like take her down a notch. So like our bit is, I just like, oversell myself to them constantly like I'm like oh I can do that I'm great like I can do anything like I just say dumb things intentionally so that they will like make fun of me it's like a funny bit we have and they were even (laughs) here a couple weeks ago and I mean we're in quarantine there's nothing to make fun of like no I have no accolades but I still was like we still were doing that bit and they like to spring down on us with the podcast keep you humble they really think it's their job so and it probably is honestly <laughs> so it works they think I I'm that. too um what's the word confident overly confident arrogant that's it that's well yeah
1: overconfidence runs in the family so <laughs>
2: <laughs> it also serves me well
0: <laughs> this is not what I get made fun of for the most because I'm sure there's something else but I can't touch my nose with my tongue <laughs> and, like, why can people do that? You know what I mean? I don't think like, why I can I can, most I of us people do it. Yeah. I mean, not we're even close close. <laughs> no.
1: we're, all,
2: we're all
1: trying to. There's no way. It's like,
2: yeah. Oh, but your tongue does look very small. Like, I feel like you're really far away. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, since we're talking about dating later, I (laughs) look like I have a small tongue doesn't mean I don't know how to kiss. I'm good at it. Okay. Um
2: of course (laughs) that is a question I've had though my best friend my best friend she has a very small tongue like she almost like there was an option to have surgery to like cut like the muscles underneath her tongue were too tight so literally like you know you take out your tongue and it's like you know whatever she would take her tongue and it was like like, barely (laughs) past her lips and I was like how do you like drink from a straw like how do you do anything and she hadn't kissed anyone yet and I was like oh no like i was freaking her out i was like this isn't gonna be good i think she's got it sorted out but she did have like such she was like i don't think i need surgery like i don't think i need this in my life i think my tongue is fine i was like yeah but like
0: what about me yeah. really check in on her and just see if it's working out i should
2: i should noted We'll we'll update next yeah
0: <laughs> wow you can do my question okay yes um what is your favorite cheesy Netflix movie? Oh what a question. A really good question, especially for the time that we're in. I but know I watched all of them. Right? I don't know that I've watched all, but I've watched quite a bit.
2: Yeah, no, me
0: neither. I think
1: I've started a lot of Netflix movies and stopped them recently because they're so cheesy and I can only handle so much. Yeah. But like one I don't remember what it was called, but I started it the other day and was texting Hunter like, I started a new Netflix movie, I think you might like it. And I got 15 minutes in and I was like, just kidding, I'm going to stop. I can't get through it.
0: (laughs) Wait, so you don't have a favorite, like you don't have an answer?
1: I love... The one with the letters to the boys.
2: I knew you were going to
0: say this. That's mine. all the, I to all the boys I
2: loved it. before.
0: Dang that it. That yes.
1: To all the boys I loved before, the first one in particular.
0: Yes. There's first I like one, I will say, I think is a. Little, uh, it was better than the, f- the second one. I, uh, the it.
2: I, I think I like the first one, too. And there's going to be a third.
0: I think uh, my ultimate favorite, and believe me, I'm aware of how cheesy it is, and most of the movies like you, Olivia, I turn them off. I'm like, this is so dumb. Mm -hmm. But I love Dumplin' so much. And I have watched that movie 10,000 times. I put it on to go to sleep. That's how much I think it's adorable. I love love having
1: a movie like that where you're just, it's just your comfort one. I love that one too, actually.
2: Yeah, that one's one's so good. It has a wonderful (laughs) message. She gets the cute guy that works at the Dairy Queen or whatever. I've only seen that one once, but it is good.
0: Yeah, it's, it's good, so it's good. good. Fun talk about that guy, by the way. And I made a note to put this in here. Nothing ever <laughs> happened, but it could have between me and that boy from Dumplin' because what? my friend that I worked with. The real at, reason she
2: watches it at night. All the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um, my friend that I worked with at Franklin Juice, I can't say his name. <laughs> um, but it's, I will say for people that are going to listen to this, it's not my friend Chase, who I did an interview with for my podcast that hasn't mm. come out yet, but will be coming out. It's not Chase. <laughs> um, another coworker, which coworkers that worked with us will know who it is, but um, he is friends with that guy. The, the guy is from Nashville. They're like good friends, grew up together. And this guy was like totally going to, the next time he was in town, let me hang out with them. And I'm like, okay, great. But then began to show much interest in me and kind of spoiled it. Like, let us hang out. And then when he was in town, no, you just want to hang out with him because you're just using me to get to him. I'm like, what are you talking about? This was an agreement. And you said that you would let us hang out. I'm not using you for anything. I'm (laughs) asking you to keep your end of this up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but I you never got to actually meet him and, yeah <laughs> oh, dang yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just a fun little trivia I
2: thing. love that trivia that oh. is a very good connection that is you. good
1: Hunter did you have another movie or
2: to all the boys I remember I watched it by myself when it came out loved it the next day I was at Olivia's house they're we like what should we watch I was like we should watch this movie <laughs> i watched it the night before which I never do that um, but I did just recently watch the kissing, the second kissing booth. Is it good? I like it. It is so cheesy. I'm trying to think. Yeah, the boy and it's cute too. In real life, he's Australian, which is great. The turns boy is out, cute. Yeah. He is turns cute. out, you guys, they dated, the stars dated, mm-hmm. and they'd broken up by the time it was time to record the second one. Mm-hmm. But they were still like, you know, in love with each other and stuff. Um, no, I thought it was good. I wanted to watch the first one again afterwards, but I didn't. So, yeah, I like it. That's good. Okay.
1: What is something that is typically considered a luxury that you feel like you couldn't live without? And I can answer mine first if you guys don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I've been asked this before because Hunter has this large list of questions that she keeps on hand at all times. <laughs> do. so love questions. <laughs> I think you asked me this one time, one of the many times we were on a long road trip this summer. So my answer is I love and feel like I can't live without getting my nails done. Like, I'm so bad at doing it myself. Although I say that, but this summer when, you know, everything was closed and we couldn't get our nails done, I was avid about doing my own and I got okay at it. But I just never feel like I can get them to feel right when I like file them myself and I like them... A very specific way so
2: <laughs> yeah. that's such a good
0: one that is a good one getting your nails done is definitely a luxury for sure mm-hmm. and it's great I love it
2: the first thing that comes to mind a luxury that I can't live without I'm just gonna say it I feel like it's athleisure but I don't I'm so bad you guys like I don't all my friends from college are such good like Bargain shoppers, or they get it on eBay, or they like use the coupon or the sale. I just like full price buy the thing that mm-hmm. I want, even if it's expensive leggings. And that's just who I am, and that's luxury that I also need. Yep. Oh, particular outdoor voices, especially now it's all I wear. Yeah, pants forever.
0: <laughs> Guys, I don't know what my answer is. We didn't give you a heads up
2: on this I one. We literally, we're just deciding moments before. <laughs> I know questions
1: like this without a heads up is is a hard one.
0: So sorry. Okay, perhaps <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was air conditioning. <laughs> yes
2: well yeah.
0: That's Some people don't have air conditioning. <laughs> well, I think that's my you know what that is my answer because my car has really crappy air conditioning. It's like it works if it's under 80 degrees, which right now in Nashville not happening. It worked today because it was like right at 80 dropping down into 77, but um, I'm going to go with air conditioning. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) a good.
0: So I'm trying to decide what we should start with first, (laughs) because this is fun for me. As I told you, I love talking about dating boys. It's the most fun thing ever to talk about. Who doesn't? I think the episode that you guys did on the worst dating advice that you received, I highly recommend everyone that's listening to this go listen to that one go listen mm-hmm. to all of your episodes but that one in particular is just really good eye-opener for me especially all the ones hunter that you shared because <laughs> most of the bad dating advice I would say I got also came from church and I don't even know if I would mm-hmm. say bad but just almost highly not logical <laughs> like it's not going to work. <laughs> the advice that you're giving me you know what I mean absolutely um, and so I have already done a really long episode on purity culture with this really awesome author who has a book that I read recommended to me by my therapist changed my life changed my whole view of what pure even means and um, I don't know just gave me this perspective of looking at things with a lens of grace instead of punishment or like instead of your purity is your worth and if you don't have it then you're going to hell or like you're losing your salvation or something stupid like that, that was not ever directly said to yeah. me, but it was kind of in this hidden, it was unspoken said to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Ashley's
2: Thinly of, veiled, <laughs> thinly
0: veiled. Yeah. And so, um, I guess starting out, it'd be kind of cool to talk about maybe it doesn't even have to be about purity culture, but perhaps, Ooh, this is what I want to talk about. What did you guys think dating in your 20s would look like when you were, we'll go like to 16. What did you think it would look like? Oh, that's
2: such a good question. Everyone
0: listening, they did not get that in advance. And (laughs) (laughs) I just came up with it just now.
2: (laughs) So so good. Uh, I think literally, you guys, I straight up thought I would be married. Like I'm about to turn 25 in mm -hmm. September, tomorrow is September. And I remember you guys being in high school, probably about sixteen or seventeen. And there was this girl I looked up to who was in college. She went to my high school. Just literally, she's three years older. And I remember she was in her junior year of college. And of course, when you're sixteen, junior year of college is like you're an old, old person. Like you know what's happening in the world and like have your life together. Um, when you're how old is that? Twenty one. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she doesn't have a boyfriend. Like, she better get it together to find her husband because she's about to graduate college. Like, those are actual <laughs> thoughts that I thought you guys, <laughs> yeek, yeek. but that's, I thought, yeah, like, oh yeah, you get married in college and, or right out of college and then dating's over. <laughs> like, wipe your hands with it,
0: <laughs> be done. Yeah, when I was 16, I that's... thought I was going to be married at 23 at the latest and <laughs> I'm 25 and a half. <laughs> Oh, man. Marriage I don't Absolutely. think is happening anytime soon.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not today, not tomorrow. Yeah, and yeah. then you think like the other end of the pendulum is you're like, oh, it's like sex in the city where you're just like running around or like friends or like a new girl where you're like running around dating. Just meeting people. boys
1: left and right. Just,
2: you live in a city, they're
0: there, you're there. <laughs> it all works mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like I didn't step into that until I realized that the way I was taught that you did dating is not actually the way I have to do dating, but yeah. yeah. Totally. yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah. My parents got married when my mom was 22 yeah. and I'm 23 now. So I'm <laughs> older than she was when she got married, which is a weird thought to me. They met when my mom was 10 and my dad was 13. Like they lived on the same street. What? And so thank you you know, the person you're going to marry is already in your class, like maybe someone from elementary school or blah, blah, blah. And my sisters and I were always just like, oh, gross. No, we don't like any of these boys. We're not going to marry any of them. And I mean, hearing dating stories from my mom and Hunter's mom, it's just so different from my world. (laughs) Like it's just not the way people date anymore. Yeah. I mean, my mom had a boyfriend at every stage of her life. Like there was always someone to date and- it I think same as Hunter like I thought well I'll probably be married by 25 have my first kid at 28 and you know be done having kids by 32 like I just had it all <laughs> planned out and it could not be farther from the tr- from the truth
2: and it's at this weird point where like on the one hand live that could still happen <laughs> you know like that could up that timeline could still happen but then it's just like such a coin toss like we could it only takes one person like meet them tomorrow Whoa. get married have a baby whatever but then like also it could never happen like it's just
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess i still have hope that we're all gonna find week the person I've been we very want very to pessimistic
2: but you guys are kind of, It's good it's good for people to see me at both i feel like a lot of the times I feel like normally on the podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. But this week I've just been like, literally I was driving home the other day and I was like, I could be, live a happy life just by myself forever. I was like, and that'll be fine. Like I was just resigning myself. I was like, and this is it for me and that's okay. And moving on. <laughs>
0: like, I just,
2: I just want an answer, but anyway, I digress. So yes, those
0: were thoughts. Last night, I, well... I can save this for the end and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I mm. met a man last night. <gasps> but
2: Last night, like perfect timing. Like, yeah, I
0: know. It actually, a- it might not go anywhere, but it could have just happened for the sake of this. <laughs> but yeah. I can get into that later. But when I got home, I FaceTimed my best friend from back home and like told her everything that happened. And she was like, you know, what's so crazy is that one of these days someone is going to be the one. And I'm like, oh my God, what? And not because you don't want that to happen, but that's actually a wild thought when you have kind of been broken Mm -hmm. away from the mentality that you have as a teenager where you're like, yep, by the time I'm 23, I'll be married and yada, yada, yada. And then when you get into your 20s and you realize actually, wait, maybe there's more for me and maybe actually I won't be married by that time and that's okay and embracing it and loving it. Yeah. Then... Being reminded that one of the one of these days, you're dating so many guys, or maybe you're not dating hardly any guys, or whatever it might be. But one of these days, it's going to be the one, and it's like, what a wonderful and interesting thought. And
2: terrifying, yeah. Seriously. I, I It's get the terror. It's like, yeah, terror both ways. And, <laughs> and
1: yeah, isn't it sure. so fun? when you meet someone and it, it doesn't have to go anywhere, but just the like interaction of meeting a stranger and having it be a positive experience. Like that's <laughs> so fun.
0: It's so fun. I agree. <laughs> Maybe from that, I want to make sure to remember to talk about this and we don't have to talk about this right away, but it might kind of go hand in hand with the way that we thought of dating and being married young growing up. How has your definition of single changed being in your twenties? Because, Mm -hmm. and I know that's, that's a big question. Um, but for me, I think before I I never dated anyone until I was 21. And so all of that time leading up to it was me thinking something's wrong with me or, well, I've had to wait for so long. So the first person, that person will be it because in quotes, God told me just one guy and then that'll be it. Um, which, I look at it now and I'm realizing how that had such a huge role in me having a hard time moving on from that first relationship that I had, you know, because I was so sure that God told me just one person. But then now being removed from that or overcoming that thought and then realizing being single is actually so fun. And I had a moment when I was in North Carolina with my friends like a month ago. Where we We were all, there was a really good looking guy that was working at a taco restaurant and I wasn't attracted to him literally because I could tell that was one of my friend's types and that she had her eye on him. So I'm like, no, that's her. That's, that's all her. But we're all gushing over this guy and getting all excited about it. And I had this moment where I was like, being single is so much fun because when like, this won't last forever. If we all do get married, Like we won't get to do this anymore. We're just being goofy and girly and commenting on every guy left and right because it's (laughs) fun. You know what I mean? And so that was such a long answer, but my, the difference for me was thinking it's so lame to be single to now my definition of single is like a party. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Definitely. Yeah. No, it's
0: so fun to be single. Mm -hmm. And
1: I've had friends before who really don't feel that way. And are constantly looking for a guy, whether it's a good guy or not. And I just always have felt so bad for them because they can't embrace the fun of having girlfriends and having those be your people, instead of having a man be your person, which I think there's also something to that. And like, you know, we all want to find someone we want to spend our lives with, but you don't want to forget your girlfriends in the wake of that. And so, So I had a boyfriend from high school that I dated for three years from my senior year of high school to the end of my sophomore year of college. We broke up like right before the summer started and I had a really long summer because I was abroad the semester before and it was just like a different schedule. So I had a five-month summer and it was the best summer of my life. I was with my girlfriends from home and part of the time with my girlfriends from school time and it was the most fun I had had in so long yeah and I just really got to enjoy that and realize like it's okay to be on my own and independent and not need him or some other guy to have fun or feel complete in myself and so I think from then I've been like yeah being single is amazing and probably a little too much (laughs) because I'm like I don't have as much of a draw, but even though, you know, that's fun too, but it just, I just really value my girlfriends and the time I get with them.
2: Yeah. I feel that in such a real way. And I think too, just coming to the realization of like, that is just another being in a relationship, being married, whatever, like versus being single are two totally valid ways to be a human and live a life that is full and fulfilling and has community and purpose and all of the things. And I think just like realizing it really took listening to like married people or people in relationships that kind of talk about like the trade-offs, like there really are so many trade-offs and not even the trade-off of like, well, I could go anywhere and move anywhere, which like, yes, that's true. And I have like moved, like lived in California for a year, went to grad school. I didn't have to think about anyone else in that consideration besides my dog, who I get to decide where (laughs) we go. And that's like such a gift and so much time and space to develop friendships and to seek out things that we love and um, to learn how to be an adult somewhat on our own. Like those are really big gifts and it's not better or worse than somebody who does that married young or with somebody else. But I think just like, it's very easy to believe this lie of Christian culture and just like our country's culture of like, life is better if you are in a relationship. And I just don't think that's true. And I think, yeah, there's so much fun to be had and so much like worth in not being
0: in a relationship. I agree. And funnily enough, it took me losing a relationship to figure that out. But um, yeah. 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 And so uh, (laughs) that just made me think of the first time I saw How to Be Single. Have you guys seen that movie?
1: Is that with um, Amy?
2: from Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. fatty. Oh. Yeah, Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Rebel, <laughs> Wilson.
0: Rebel yeah. Wilson. I remember the first time I watched that, I was, I refer to it as like my naive self. <laughs> like, I was actually in a, a relationship when I first saw that movie, in my first relationship. And I remember <laughs> watching that movie and being like, this is not what being single is. Being single is sitting at home alone and having no guy in your life. And that movie is like portrayed like, you can just go and get any guy you want. You don't have to commit to him. And I'm like, that is not what being single is. And I've only been in one relationship, but I've had many situationships. Wow, <laughs> single, and they're fun. There's so much. Fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, yes. that segue, I would. I don't know. Getting into that, I think it's really fun. And maybe important if we break down the difference between a relationship and a situationship. And I'm interested if you guys have any favorite situationships <laughs> that we've lived, that we've lived in. Yeah, I only
2: have one. I think one situationship. Well, the one from college. Yeah. And then what's the other one? Oh, I guess I. I don't know.
1: I think last summer.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you
1: literally can never remember.
2: It literally just
1: happened. <laughs> she seriously, on our first episode of the podcast, she was going through her dating history. And this is, I would say, the most significant one. And She forgets. She, she goes through every single boy she ever spoke to in high school. And then she's like, hey, I think I'm done. I'm like,
2: nope. There's one more gosh dang it and the funniest part is all my friends who lived with me through that and heard all the stories about it when they listened to that episode they're like you forgot so-and-so like how did you forget him we died it just happened (laughs) yes so those were two situationships okay so back to the question of what's the difference or kind of how do you define it yeah I feel like a situationship is just like you have the uh, like emotional intimacy Whatever physical intimacy and like, you're not like defined. Like it's not a defined relationship. And maybe in mine, like they both were exclusive because I think we were just not that exciting of people. <laughs> like just weren't. It just was like yeah. a not a not defined thing. I feel like it could definitely take the form where like it's not exclusive or you're like talking to multiple people which that sounds like that would be a fun experiment we should put that on the list experience a situationship for the podcast um yeah. one that is not uh exclusive but well, yes I feel, and like I feel like in
1: oh. your case you were you were dating like you would have called it dating but it's not like these people were your you weren't calling them your boyfriend
0: yeah and mm-hmm. you
1: could have gone on a date with another person like you know you weren't yeah you weren't I guess you were exclusively but that was like based on the situation like if someone else had asked you out you could have said yes and
2: not been like cheating or doing anything wrong you know right right it would have been weird for them but yeah. I feel like that's the situation when you just don't know right like, exactly what I are we? There's some ambiguity are we to it. it's yeah. like all ambiguity and it's
1: like which part of it can be really fun but then it's like if you're constantly questioning where you're at that's not fun
2: No, and I've seen friends go through that where I'm like this is just like a drain at this point this doesn't seem fun for you yeah
1: and I've seen friends who aren't willing to ask the person like where are we which I understand for a while maybe it's casual and it's fun and you don't want to but it gets to a point where if you're like checking your phone every five minutes because you're waiting for him to text you back that's just not cool Mm -hmm. so Either ask or call it off because the stress is not worth it.
0: So then, yeah. Olivia, is that definition of situationships is that the same for you? That's how you would define it?
1: Yeah, I think I agree. It I just I think it could be exclusive, but not I think if it happens to be exclusive, it happens to be exclusive. You know, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, we're just seeing each other and that's it because in my mind
0: that's like okay well he's my boyfriend <laughs> like right right, 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 you know? and right
2: that's what gets confusing
0: yeah <laughs> I feel like that is normal people's definition of a situation <laughs> oh God, I'm so excited I feel like you have stories that we just do not know ladies I have so many stories and we can get into that later oh my, God. my definition of a situationship well I've experienced one situationship like that. No, two. But I guess when I think of situationship, I think of the much more casual thing where neither of you are actually wholly in it. And yeah, so, I-, I feel like I have I've have the most experience with that, but that's just because for some reason last summer, like I was just really apathetic about many things and I don't know why that would attract dudes left and right. And I'm like, like that happens to me often. Right. It doesn't like, it's, it's just a kind of like a constant up and down wave. Like sometimes there's a ton of dudes and then for a while there's just nothing. It's just crickets. But then, yeah. so last summer, it's just, it was funny that all these guys were popping up out of nowhere that I did not know before this, but it was like, what's happening but I was so numb to everything, I was just kind of like, Well, sure, okay, great, yeah. let's go out. And then, I, like, go out with one one night and go out with another the next. And so, when I think of a situationship, I think of me not actually being interested in the person, but just having, being interested it. in the fun, if that makes yeah. sense. Totally. So, yes.
2: And I like I- that definition too. Okay. I feel like that's not a bad thing. Like, I feel like that's what, like, our moms talk about as just dating. They're, like, dating right. around. Yeah. Like, go, it's casual, and you yeah. go out with multiple people, and I'm like, whoa, can't fathom that. I can barely get one boy to go on a date with me. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> my, one of my friends in New York, she had just – so I moved there in November, and she moved there in July, and – Up until I moved there, pretty much, she was, like, kind of trying to figure out with her long-term boyfriend if they were going to stay together long distance or not. And ultimately, they decided not to, Mm -hmm. like, the week I got there, basically. And so the time I knew her there, she went on so many dates, like, at least three dates a week, but maybe more, with a different person every time. And sometimes she would see people twice or whatever, but for the most part, it was a lot of new dates
0: meet them all online or did she meet them out and about she was meeting
1: i think the majority of them on hinge or bumble okay think maybe she met one or two in person but for the most part she was meeting them online because she's one of those people who can like make that happen for herself and why yeah. or, or not
2: <laughs> meanwhile um, for like six months I've been trying to just meet this one guy from inch. I can't seal the deal what they just cancel us but I just don't understand and I know
1: I, I ask, ask her all the me. time like how did you make this date happen how did this work and she's like oh I just gotta say this and this I'm like I don't understand what you was what was she
0: saying what was yeah. she saying? Yeah. yeah. That I want
1: to have her on the podcast because yes. I just need to learn her ways, but <laughs> she she her. really the key was just keep the conversation short and get to the either me or him asking each other out quickly. Cause then it's like, you have stuff to talk about on the date, and right. it's not this long drawn out, get to know you over the phone.
0: That's smart. Quick and to the yeah. point. Cause that's yeah.
1: what a dating app is for. Totally. And she was having okay. so much fun. Like first of all she's new to the city too so she got to go to all these new bars and restaurants and like you know try new places in the city and she was meeting people she didn't have a lot of friends there either so like it was just fun and I think that's kind of a situationship in itself because she also had like at least two or three guys that she would see continually and then have the other dates so it was just such a fun like Sex in the City esque thing
2: to watch. A full time <laughs> job. A full time sounds job. like a lot of a work. <laughs> I know. Like fun,
0: work. I love that though, and that honestly sounds just just like a couple months of doing that, and then I'd be good. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It'd be so fun to try that. So fun. So speaking of, I want to hear. I mean, you do talk about it a lot on your podcast, but anyone that's <laughs> listened to mine that hasn't listened to yours does not know your dating app journey. Um, I'm going to lay down this foundation before I ask the question. I've never been on a dating app ever. Oh yeah. So I, I think that they're awesome. It's like a resource that you can use in this day and age. And I think they're great. I just don't ever see myself getting on one and I, I kind of can pinpoint why, but it's just this, no, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, totally. and there's no judgment for people that have been on them, but it is so fast. And I love the stories. My roommate <laughs> has stories galore that are half of them are nightmares and then half of them are just comedy. I think they're fun. You know what I mean? And like, kind of like having a New York experience when you don't live in New York, where you are just meeting a new person every totally. night of the week or whatever it is. But so I would love to know what the experience of doing dating apps has been like for you guys.
1: Hunter, you want to go first?
2: Um, Dating apps are a roller coaster. They're like, they just are extremes. And my experience of them, because I know people have very different ones, but for who I am as a person, it's like, this is so fun. Swipe, swipe, chat, chat, like. And then five seconds later, I'm like, the world is bleak. I'll live alone forever. And that's fine. Everything's fine. Like it is either so depressing or so fun. And yeah, I think truly it took like a while for me to feel okay about getting on dating apps because I feel like there was so much stigma around it. And I'm like, in thinking, I'm like, logically, this is just how you meet people in the 21st century like it's not a big deal like I feel like people look down on it and now I feel like it's so common maybe it's because I have talked about it openly and then made a podcast about it but I feel like everyone's like oh yeah when I'm on Hinge when I'm on Bumble I'm like oh so you're no longer judging me for this that's great um
0: but and I know yeah, so many I think- people that have made like so many people that got married from the person they met on Hinge or Bumble for sure or just lots of people that are on it and I think it's great
2: Yeah, I think why not? I think you gotta really, it's kind of a good litmus test for your personal, like, (laughs) well-being of like, okay, can you handle, you know, a pretty steady stream of rejection, like big or little, you know, like, can you handle... Like, where is your self-confidence where like, if this person doesn't like you, are you okay? or like if the only people that like you are people that you don't think are cute, are you going to be okay with that? Like you have to have like a strong, I think, sense of self-worth for it to be like a healthy thing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it can be fun. I have gone on two dates. Is that true, Liv? Two dates from dating apps, and I've been on them for what's your second one?: The one where the guy told me he didn't want to see me again. Oh yes. One one at the beginning of our dating pact. The Sweet Jewish boy.
1: Yeah, I him. think you should tell just the abbreviated version of the guy who you met at the brewery.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so this is a great dating app. I mean, this is just dating in general, but so we meet on this, we meet on Hinge, which Hinge is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta is a Hinge city. I think different cities have different ones. Oh wait, quick funny story. So what I was sitting with my friends and we were explaining to our friend who's getting married about (laughs) dating apps. And my friend was like, yeah, well, I just think like different cities have different like dating apps, like blah, blah, blah. And we all go, did you get that from Hunter's podcast? (laughs) Like this is not your original idea. Like I said, she was like, yeah, it's from your podcast. Like I was like, I love that you've like (laughs) taken this in. And this is like, you believe this now, but you're telling it back to me and I'm the one who, that. clearly
1: like, you're oh, making oh. an impact in people's lives so. <laughs> and
2: we all had listened to it, so we all were like the dating back that was <laughs> so funny. but anyway different cities have different platforms that I think are better I think Atlanta is Hinge. anyway
0: mm-hmm.
2: I go I meet this guy and he was like we chat and then he was like actually I'm seeing someone else now bye like, it's just like I was like okay like they hadn't met in person yet we hadn't met yeah it was very very casual like very rudimentary messaging on the app and then and then it was weird he was like if in a couple weeks it doesn't work out like i could reach no. back out and i was yeah. like i was yeah. just kind of like okay like i was i was just very neutral i was like bye okay whatever don't care paul whatever his name was Paul.' But, um,
0: no. forget yeah, was
2: like, no weird." And then he circles back and I was like, sure, why not? Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a moral dilemma. I was just like, Yeah, what like literally just so low stakes. I was like, okay. And I think was it when Liv and I was doing the dating pact? So Liv and I had an actual dating pact where we were trying to like go on dates in real time before the pandemic hit. This and was I, after that, I think. This was after that, but he was like from it. So I was like, Oh, it's still kind of a part of like our challenge. Like I should just do it if I can. So we go. He's like, Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to a brewery? I was like, Well, actually I'm I can't have gluten. So he was like, okay, yeah, so a brewery. I was like, sure, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he was like, they have other things other than beer, which has gluten in it. So we meet there. I Uber there because I'm going to drink and have a drink. And I'm so anxious. And I get up to the bar and it's like two people are in there and the bartender and they're all middle-aged men. And I was like, do I just walk in? Why do I do? Anyway, we're supposed to be telling the abridged version. So I go in, he's there, we chat, whatever. We have like it's maybe been an hour. And I was like, okay, this is kind of not great, but like fine. And my personal philosophy is most people deserve two dates. So I was like, sure. If he's asking how the date, I'd say sure. And we get to the end. It's literally been like 55 minutes on the dot. And he was like, well, I had a great time. I was like, me too. And he was like, looks me dead in the eyes. He's yeah. like, yeah, but I don't see this going anywhere. So but I was like, cool 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 <laughs> like and we're still sitting at the bar the bartender's like wiping the bar he's like Ooh. like he, everybody heard everybody knew me and all the middle-aged men and so I still have to call my uber and I was like okay great like bye he's like bye I'm gonna leave like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom I go to the bathroom sit down message Olivia immediately call an uber I was like oh no <laughs> what just happened <laughs> so that's the kind of fun you get into if you're on dating apps
0: oh my goodness oh my god you know that that story paints him in a very I feel like cocky light because he told you well I'm gonna go see someone else but if it doesn't work out then I'm gonna come back to you and then he does come back to you and then he's like so I don't think this is going anywhere just just what I'm imagining it being it paints him in a cocky light but I will say that's not unheard of for him to up front just say it, I don't think this is going anywhere, but at least he didn't just ghost you and do what I, I feel like most dudes, m- boys yeah. handle it what's that way.
2: Here? Oh, I've done that where I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm just not going to say anything. It was Same. it wasn't abrupt and shocking, but it, it does take balls to say I think
1: that. there's, at the time, Hunter and I were trying to figure that out too, like what's worse, getting ghosted or being told to your face moments after your date, <laughs> it's not going to work so i mean minutes,
2: i made a decision it was like whoa right <laughs> didn't realize i was on trial <laughs>
1: and like how long during the state have you been thinking this like when was your mind made up like there's just a lot know. about that that's unsettling we talk
2: about where we went to college like you sure there's nothing else you <laughs> could learn
1: about it. i don't know i feel like he was a case where he was hunting for a wife
2: like really he, yeah he was, he, on the prowl.
1: he was on the prowl he was
2: so, like systematic about it you know
1: Okay. He wasn't messing around, especially with, even with the way that he was messaging her, it was just kind of funny and like, not how the other guys do
2: it. Okay. <laughs> and then- <laughs> wasn't Like most boys.
1: Yeah, not like most <laughs> boys. And then for him to say that at the end, it just, I think we were both just like, wow, that's never happened to us. Yeah. And I am a big proponent of not ghosting people. Like anytime I've gone on dates with someone and then not seen it going anywhere, I tell them like in the nicest way I can, like I think we should just be friends, which I know hurts no matter what, but just being ghosted is, is it sucks. So yeah. I would rather have an answer. So I think it's good that he did that, but I think it was in a very strange way.
2: <laughs> was it was yeah. just like awkward and it was like very abrupt. And he, if he would have just texted it later, that would have been, But I feel like the right. best case scenario was like a nice text, an hour or two after like had a great time. Don't see this going right. He could have said the exact same thing, and it still would have been confusing, but it wouldn't have been so painfully, painfully awkward in that moment. But you know,
0: yeah, you live, you learn. And I like though that you have that rule of thumb of, well, Hunter. I like that you always will give someone a second date. That's very nice of you. Because so generous. I'm, I'm kind of nothing like the guy that you went on the date with, but. (laughs) kind of like my mind is made up once it's made up it can't really be changed but I like that you actually tell the person hey I don't see this going anywhere sorry but kind about it I had to have a friend a guy friend type out no thank you for me no last so hard last summer because I just didn't know he was so sweet so So he was one of the situation chips I had the two of them were 35 year old's and they were ready to run to the altar. And I was not attracted to either of them in the slightest, it, oh. but they were so, they were so pursuitful. Like they had courage and compassion. They were so sweet, but it was like one of them, he didn't know, he didn't know what crema was. And he didn't like, for Nashville people or non Nashville folk, that's the best coffee in Nashville. And my mind is made up about that. You will not change it. <laughs> But he didn't know what crema was. He didn't drink coffee and that's fine, but. He my didn't f- drink coffee. No, my friend that had to type out the text for me, I was talking with him. He, I was like, already that initial attraction is not there. Paired with, I don't see that we have anything in common. What do I do? He's like, tell him no. <laughs> and I'm like, really? <laughs> I can do that? Can you do it for me? <laughs> and that so he did. Like, but I do the appreciate heart. the always letting them know, thank you, but no, thank you you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I just think
1: I would rather be told that, you know, mm-hmm. than just be wondering, like, especially if I like the person, it's like, mm-hmm. I'd rather you just tell me it's not going to work out than me sit here waiting for you to text me back. Right. Uh, I had something to say about the 35 year olds that I can't um, remember now.
2: Um, that's intense. That is, yeah, they, they didn't think it was a situation. To oh,
1: not- I was gonna say,
0: If you like what you've heard and want to support this project, if you're streaming on Spotify, it'd be amazing if you'd follow the podcast and download each episode as you stream them. If you're listening on the podcast's app, please give this show a five-star rating, and it will help out immensely. Most importantly, of course, share these episodes with the people that you know. Theme song and audio production by Tip Frank. Podcast artwork by Sierra Scott, Lydia Massey, and Kinsey Maroney. I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to this. Until next time. Stay tuned for part two of my interview with Hunter and Olivia.